ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. Welcome into the Thursday, January 9th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Coming up this hour, we are going to get you set for Marshall and Middle Tennessee. Looking forward to that. Bill Cornwell is going to be with me later on this hour, hopefully. If not, definitely next hour, we'll have all your pregame coverage of Marshall and Middle Tennessee right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by Miller Lite at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Now, I'm going to confess, I am not the most versed when it comes to MLS soccer or soccer in general. I follow the Olympics a little bit more. I follow FC Cincinnati since I'm a big Cincinnati fan. So the good news comes out today that Marshall has now a player drafted in the MLS Super Draft, and that is Paulo Pita, outstanding goalkeeper for the Thundering Herd. He was selected 24th, and he is going to be playing for LAFC. I don't know enough about LAFC or MLS, so Reeves Kurtner, who uh, you hear uh, a lot during programs such as Inside Herd Athletics, uh, he's the voice of the fan and also probably uh, the only guy with the common sense uh, on that show. I think that's fair to say, Reeves. I appreciate that. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, you're, you're the guy keeping the glue. You're the glue keeping that show together. That is a fun show. And, and, and you know, we're going to talk about soccer for a quick minute. And uh, last year on the, the Mike Hamrick show, Inside Her Athletics, I think two of the, 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 my favorite shows were when we chatted soccer with Chris Grassi. Uh, that, was, that was pretty cool. And, and what a year. And it's kind of just, I don't know, just kind of adds to the awesome year that Marcel Soccer had. Their players are now getting rewarded for it. And it's great for recruiting as well because now he can go out and say, look, here, hey, here's my guy. I got him. You drafted. He played yeah. here. You can get drafted if you have the ambition to go further after college. Come to Marshall. We've got everything you need. You're, you're absolutely right. And there's only four rounds in in the uh, MLS Super Draft. And it's kind of a, a weird draft. Um, a lot of teams, Paul, will even – they'll skip their picks and they'll save them for later. It's way, it's like if you don't take your first-round pick, your second, third, or fourth-round pick, you can use it for like another draft throughout the year. It's kind of weird. And a lot of teams ignore the draft because it's such an international market and they don't want the college kids. They'd rather go after the kids from Europe and South America, Central America – uh, but yeah, this is this is a it really is a big deal. Not only did he get drafted first round, uh, and he got picked up by a really really good club. Um, LAFC were the regular season champions last year in the MLS. Uh, they made it to the conference finals, um, and they're in the North American version of the um, uh, Champions League. Uh, you hear about the Champions League a lot over in Europe. There is a uh, a version in America, and LAFC is is in that too. So he's he's with a really really good team. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, um, in terms of of making the roster and, and getting a, getting a spot on the team. But um, obviously they like something they saw. If they're going to take him in the first round, obviously no pressure on him. He can develop. Yeah, that's a great thing for him. Also, yeah, and a lot of people don't realize this too. MLS has um, far, has a farm system, uh, you know, kind of like a, a the NBA G League or or minor league baseball. Um, a lot of teams will either have a uh, a two team. You'll have like the New York Red Bulls two, um, LAFC they or they'll have a a deal like a um, 
uh, a partnership with one of the, the minor league teams. And, and I just looked it up. LAFC, their deal is with uh, Orange County uh, SC. Um, so the, good chance. I, I don't know this, but I would not be surprised if he started the year off loaned out to like a USL team or one of those minor league teams to develop and all that kind of stuff. Usually teams keep about two goal goalkeepers on roster at a time. Um, so I see him starting somewhere down there. And that's completely different than the NBA, say Zion Williams. You're not going to loan him out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to put, yeah, you're not going to put a, a Zion down on the NBA G League. You're, you're going to, um, you're going to, you know, keep them under your grasp. So yeah, it, it, it really is. It, it really is exciting. I, I had no idea uh, where he get drafted. I thought he would. Uh, I really did. Um, out, out of the four rounds, um, did not know he'd go number one, but that man, that's that that is awesome. So, you mentioned it earlier, and that's why I brought you in here because you've been following this a lot more. I mean, yeah. you're passionate about it. Yeah, I mean, you're a legitimate soccer fan. You're at all the Marshall games. You go to Cincinnati, and uh, you've seen how that city has transformed into a soccer town. And, it is, and that's sort of happening on a smaller basis here in Huntington. I mean, there's always been good high school junior high youth soccer here but it's really taken off with Marshall and the program that's being built with the men's team and now hopefully the women's team yeah I mean it's pretty amazing how many states had one you know had both of their had all of their division one programs in the NCAA tournament this year Marshall and West Virginia Um, you know how many had more than one uh, make the NCAA tournament this year and you look at all the 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 soccer tournaments that that you know happened here in, in Barbersville and Charleston um, I was talking to someone today. There's there's works of like a literally a tri-state soccer tournament, which would include Ohio, Kentucky, and West Virginia using those fields, like an even bigger uh, type type tournament. But yeah, there, there's no there's no doubt about it. And, and if you've never been to Cincinnati, I, I put on my my Facebook just a minute ago. Um, and Paul, if you can find it, share it on the ESPN page. But LAFC did a really good video, like a little tribute for Hey, welcome Paulo to our. Uh, to our club, but uh, I said, "Hey, my, my news, my, my second favorite uh, MLS club now is obviously LAFC, and uh, August second they'll be in in Cincinnati. But if you've never been to an LA, or, I'm sorry, an FC Cincinnati game or match, um, it is a it is a great time. They're averaging twenty six thousand fans a game, um, and that's bad weather. I mean, we we went to some matches last March. Uh, the temp, the I'll, I'll never forget one game. It started out forty five degrees in rain and dropped down to about thirty five degrees in rain. There was not twenty six thousand people in the stands for that one, but I guarantee you there's probably ten thousand that that was there start to finish for that one. So yeah, there's no no question that the sport is growing. Reeves Kurtner is with us, and of course, uh, he will be back on the radio on a regular basis, at least on this station, when we resume next season with Inside Herd Athletics with Marshall University Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. Uh, he goes by the voice of the fan, but really, he's <laughs> he's sort of the guy in the middle here. You're yeah, because you've got your father. Yep, he's the host. Yeah, he's one extreme. You've got Mike Hamrick. Yes. He's the other extreme. So you're right there in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Keep keep us on keeping us on track. Sometimes keeping them both on track. <laughs> so, and also too, um, I, I want to say this is this is not Marshall's first MLS players. Um, I don't know how many have been drafted, but I want to say Marshall has had uh, maybe three or this might be the Marshall's third or fourth player um, to 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 make it to the MLS. Uh, first in a long time, but they did have some players back in like 2003, 2004 um, that were drafted into the MLS. Again, even the MLS draft has changed. Used to be like six, seven rounds, and now it's only three or four. Uh, but they have had some players before, but definitely this is their first first rounder 
um, to to get drafted. Yeah, notice it's really streamlined too. There's not that much pomp and circumstance with the actual draft itself. It's more now of a, a social media thing. It's, or, it's kind or, of like the Major League Baseball draft. Yeah, right. I mean, nobody I is fair. Is, does anybody sit down and go, "Hey, we got to watch watch the Major League Baseball nobody. draft," like like the NBA or or like the um, you know like the like the football draft or the NFL draft, which is turned into like a you know, five day. It's a party. It's a main of closing down the streets in Nashville and, and stuff like that. Yeah, and like I said, it's it's not that it's not that big of a deal in the MLS. I, I don't want to downplay Paulo's uh, part. It's a big deal to college players, but again, soccer is such an international market. Your your best teams aren't relying on American soccer. You know, kids that went to American colleges. It is an inter- international market. They're getting kids from from Mexico and in Europe, Brazil, South America. Uh, and so forth. So it's not like, you know, it's a big deal. Um, the FC Cincinnati last year they went all in on the draft because they were they were a, uh, their expansion team. They needed as much help as they can get, so they were making trades to get other teams' draft picks. They got a bunch of draft picks from like Philadelphia. I remember Philadelphia's like, hey, that's not the route that we want to go. We want to go to the international market, but FCC's like, hey, we need again as much help as we can. So it's not again, it's not like the Major League Baseball or I'm sorry, the NFL draft or, or like NBA. It's more like a uh, Major League Baseball, but is it growing and making college soccer more viable? I think so. You know, we we talked about that with when we had Coach Grassy on Inside Herd Athletics. Um, I've been one to say that I think uh, the MLS is hurting the U.S. national team. He disagreed, um, and and so I guess he's right. He knows more about it than I do. But I, I said that you know when when U.S. the national team when it was the best that it ever was. Um, 2012, 2008, you know, we had some good teams uh, in the World Cup back then. You know, all of our best players, they were playing over in Europe. Uh, you had your Landon Donovans and you had your Clint Dempsey's and Josie Altidore. All those guys were playing for European clubs. They were playing, playing against the best players in the world. Because the MLS back then, 2004, 2008, again, it wasn't that big. It wasn't, you know, it costs $350 million now just to get an expansion fee. I mean, that's how much these clubs are becoming, how valuable they're becoming. Um, so, well, now that the, the U.S., the MLS can afford to pay those big multi-million dollar salaries. So Clint Dempsey, you know, he's now retired. Josie Altidore still plays. He plays in, in Toronto. But they were like, hey, do I want to play in every match? Do I want to get, you know, good quality playing time, make a couple million bucks and live at home? Or do I want to be not a star over in Germany or over in England and, and, and still make some good money? Well, you know what? Hey, you're going to usually home is going to be the, the tiebreaker on that. So again, as the MLS has, those salaries have grown, some of our best players are now playing in America, not getting that international competition like they were. So, um, but there's no doubt that, that the MLS now their, their salaries are slowly, but surely increasing every year. Uh, and it is becoming more and more attractive, um, you know, uh, to, to those kids. So it's kind of like a, a, a coach Grassi, his point was like, Hey, you gotta, you gotta take a step back. Sometimes to take a step forward on on the international team. Uh, and he was saying, I think the MLS, as it is getting better, it is. There's no question that the MLS is getting better. He said that that will make the U.S. national team better in in the long run and make U.S. soccer better in the long run. Women's soccer a lot better in the international game. Domestically, though, yeah. I know there's a push for that. Just going to pick your brain real quick while we've got that. Yeah, got you here for a second. Um, how is that going? How's the grand experiment of actually showing and exposing people more to the professional side of women's soccer? It's so I I, I love the game. I love I love the women's World Cup. I love watching it. I I wish our men's team was was more competitive. I've got, I've got a twelve year old daughter, almost thirteen, 
and she has an Alex Morgan jersey. She plays soccer. She's on a club here in Huntington. And um, I don't know if she'd be playing soccer if it wasn't for that U.S. national team, if it wasn't for the Alex Morgans of the world. But she idolizes her. Um, I took I took Carly, my 12-year-old, to go see the men's national team this summer in Cincinnati. And the whole time she was trash-talking them uh, because of how well you know, the women – oh, my gosh, the men are horrible. I'm well, you know, c- calm down. You know, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it's – the, the girls definitely have an awesome, awesome, they have awesome role models here in this country. And there's no doubt about it that, you know, we, America, have has the best female soccer players in the world. And, yeah, definitely helping out this, helping out um, soccer growth and, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, and I'm ready for Marshall women's soccer to to step it up. They just hired a new coach uh, from from Charlotte. And I, I think they can they can win here. We've got the facilities for it. I mean, Coach, Coach Grassi has proved, hey, we asked him, would you be at Marshall if we didn't have that soccer field? I mean, he politely said, probably not. I mean, it's, you know, again, I've got a facility that I, I can, you know, bring players into. And I think, I think women's soccer will, at Marshall, will step it up as well. Soccer coach spells his name wrong. It's uh, Swan with one N. Michael oh, Swan. okay. Yeah. Thank you. And that's like a name slipped my mind. Came from Charlotte, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. He did, and um, he's already uh, started to recruit some local talent as well. Yeah. He was eyeing at Charlotte. So uh, he's uh, hoping to build a program there. And um, he's, uh, he's buds and friends with, uh, with, Coach Grassy already. I mean, they knew each other. Sure, of course, yeah. they all know each other. Yeah, I, I think they. Uh, I think they root for the same uh, team overseas. Okay, I think Newcastle. I think I, something like that. I think yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's. I'll have to double check with him on that. But when that, I when I saw we hired a, a coach from Charlotte from Marshall, I was like, oh, because we don't like Charlotte men's soccer, right? We you know, so we beat in the championship game, and I think there were some altercations after the game i was like oh and then i was like okay women's so i was like what, what, who, who are we hiring here <laughs> yeah no he's uh he's he's completely on board yeah so uh and, and plus he's got that uh he's he's got that soccer uh he's got that soccer voice okay he, he sounds just like chris grass so is he's he's from england as well i believe so okay. yes yeah that's what we like yeah <laughs> right that's where the good coaches are from that's right yeah until you can develop them here sure you gotta import again it's an international game it doesn't it, it, they there are good players in america good coaches in america England, Africa, South America, everything. I, we had um, you know, on the international thing uh, when we had Coach Grassy on uh, this past past fall. You know, he talked about it being international, and he would do recruiting. Because I asked him, I said, "How do you find a kid from from Africa? How do you find a kid from South America?" And, and literally, he gets off the plane in Ghana, and I said, "Do you have like, a kid you want to watch? Like, you know, you're coming to find. You want to watch this kid, but you might find two or three you like." And he said, "No, we know there's good players in this part of the world." We get off the plane. We hope our host is there. We hope our translator is there. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they aren't. They take us to the to the pitches, to the fields, and we just start scouting talent there. It's kind of like a blind recruiting trip. And then he starts doing a speech. Hey, you can get an American education. You can still play soccer, and you can still go pro. And if you don't go pro, you're you're going to have a degree from a you know from a premier uh, Division one school and 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 a, from a premier college and university. That's that's his pitch. I was like. Works for me. Reese Kurtner with us, uh, FC Cincinnati, his first team, uh, uh, LAFC, now his second team. That's right. Absolutely. Okay, I guess i got to push the Seattle Sounders to third. That that was my— That's a good club as well. That was my first team until FC Cincinnati. It's funny. So I went to the LAFC Facebook page to see what their fans were, were posting about after Paulo got drafted, and one of the first comments said, yeah, looks good, but can he stop Seattle— uh, can he stop Seattle? Is what the comments said. So, um, 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Reese Carter, of course, uh, you can hear his voice this fall during football and maybe basketball season too, depending on uh, what year, time it is, everything with Inside Herd Athletics. And, of course, um, you remember him years and years ago as uh, the uh, – you were the guy directing all the entertainment at halftime. As That's well, right. Marshall basketball. Uh, that three-ring circus that it was. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun. Come on. Car races, beanbag, animal, uh, or uh, the 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 uh, musical chairs yeah. and, and everything. I wanted them to call my name so I could race the RC. Come on. <laughs> like, call me. Uh, you know, I'm free. We'll talk more about soccer later on. we got Bill Cornwell coming in later on, so you know he's going to want to chime in on this. Yeah, well, he'll so. be pumped. He'll, he, you he, should have him on first. He knows more than I do. Well, There's he no wasn't doubt. coming in until later. <laughs> I got it. Uh, but he's like, I think he's like FC Cincinnati first, and then he's like Orlando second. Hey, Orlando second, yeah. Okay. And, and, and Bill's been to a, to a match, too. We went to the same one last year. Went to go see uh, Wayne Rooney and uh, D.C. United. So he, he's been there. He's been to a couple matches, actually, I want to say, last year. Yeah, he's um, he's pretty good for the road trip. Really uh, did. So we'll get him on a little bit later yeah. on. We'll also talk basketball because uh, that's kind of a thing today. Yeah. Uh, we got Marshall, Big Middle game. Tennessee, both at the Cam Henderson Center, six for the women. Yep. And 730's tip time for the men, and uh, we'll have all that for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Any other herd players potentially uh, down the line? I, I think Milo can. You know, okay. Milo, true freshman last year, uh, uh, Conference USA Player of the Year. As a fr- I mean, freshman of the year and player of the year, it's amazing. Um, I, I don't see, I don't see why. My, my daughter asked me last night. We were talking about the draft. We were like, you know, talking about will Paulo get drafted? And she goes, "What about Milo?" I said, "I don't, I don't see why not." That that is a, a true talent too, right there. Yeah, I think Milo will eventually. Not I me, mean, not this season. No, uh, he's staying. But uh, yeah, I think eventually he'll he'll get drafted. All right, I'm gonna add the super draft now to my uh, yearly watch list. <laughs> and I'll be honest, man, like super draft has not been something like uh, up there in my vocabulary yeah. until this year with Paulo. <laughs> yeah, now the Marshall players can actually yeah. have a legitimate shot at it. I got to pay attention that's, to it now. That's absolutely right. I, I promise you, I have never gone to the MLS Twitter page on the day of a the MLS Super Draft to hit refresh and see see what was going on. I was scrolling through it. Then I went, holy crap, there it is, number, number 24. <laughs> Thankfully, Twitter has given me, uh, because I pulled up the, uh, the, the Twitter uh, post about Milo, I'm sorry, Apollo. Yeah. And uh, relevant people, MLS, okay, follow. LAFC, follow. So, yeah. yeah, now I'm following I'm following more soccer than I ever did before. There we go. Go Hurt. Go You've herd. converted me, Reeves Kurtner. You've converted me. <laughs> yeah, it's I exciting. Knew, I knew that was your goal when, you know, years ago when we met, you were like, I'm converting him. I, I'm trying to get on the uh, uh, FC Cincinnati um, uh, payroll as a, uh, you know, a regional uh, recruiter okay. for them. So <laughs> That's a good job. You yeah. Could, you could probably do that. And yeah. You know, I mean, I know people who have who've gone that route. Yeah, and it pays. It pays well. That's what I need. Reese Kurtner, uh, you catch him this fall uh, on or Herd Insider. I'm sorry, uh, Inside Herd Athletics. Inside Herd. Yeah. Well, you know, we should have a radio show called Inside Herd Athletics. I mean, hey. Herd, Inside. Herd Insider. Athletics. We used to. Yeah. All right, I'm getting confused. Let's go ahead and take this break, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk more Marshall basketball later on this hour here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9:30. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, about 30 minutes from now, we're going to be talking Marshall basketball with you. We have got Marshall, Middle Tennessee coming up. 7.30 is going to be our tip time here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9.30. Hopefully here in a few minutes, I'm going to have Bill Cornwell in the studio with me as well as uh, we get set for our pregame coverage. And 
You can watch these games, of course, on ESPN+. Plus. But if you can't follow it that way, you're always welcome to listen to us. We'll have the game for you. And Steve Cotton will be calling his 1,001st game as Chip Walters, the voice of the Middle Tennessee State Blue Raiders, called out yesterday. And if you missed that interview, go back to the podcast. It's a pretty good interview. Uh, speak with him also. Speak with Tony Kemper, the head coach of the Marshall women's team. They're in action 6 o'clock tonight. So, really, you've got an option here. If you're getting off work, maybe you want to go catch a little bit of the women's game, and then you can listen to the men's game if you've got a portable radio, or you can catch a little bit of the women's game and then get home, catch the men's game, whatever the case may be. If uh, you've got some time, go support the ladies. They're in action tonight. Also taking on Middle Tennessee. But uh, yesterday's uh, show, pretty good show. Good interview with Tony. Good interview with Chip. You can download that right now. All you have to do is go to our website, wrvc.com, or you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you get your podcast is where you'll find our show. All right. We talked a little bit about soccer. Paulo Pita, drafted by MLS's. And I've got to make sure, because there are two L.A. teams. This is LAFC, L.A. Football Club, or Los Angeles Football Club, different than the L.A. Galaxy, which I'm a little bit more familiar with than, you know, we've been joking around. Huntington, Marshall, started to become a soccer town. And guess what? It's starting to become a soccer town a little bit more because of the investment made by the university a few years ago in the soccer facilities. And all of a sudden, you capture lightning in a bottle. You bring in a a coach that can recruit to that facility and take all the groundwork that was laid before him and build upon it. And then you've got a Marshall women's soccer program that's going to try to do the same as you bring in Michael Swan. And uh, he's a pretty good guy uh, to talk to. Yeah, You can go back as well. Find him on our podcast. Uh, I don't have the specific episode, but uh, a few weeks ago when we uh, found out the news, he was hired and I had a chance to catch up with him. So you can find all of that on the podcast as well if you want to go back and listen to it. But uh, it's pretty exciting that the fact that we've got Marshall now being represented a little bit more in MLS, and hopefully that's going to be the beginning of things to come. And maybe the women's side as well can start being represented in professional soccer and, and turn Huntington really into a hotbed for 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 college athletics and soccer. That would be really – I think that would be a really cool thing to see. Marshall transform the Olympic sports a lot more into really destinations for student athletes. And, of course, we all want football to be successful, always want football to be successful. You want basketball to be successful as well. But, hey – there's potential there for softball. There's potential there for soccer. There is the potential there for volleyball. Uh, I love what Ari Agnes is doing. Uh, I love what Coach Smith is doing for softball. Coach Grassi is doing a fantastic job with soccer on the men's side, and hopefully Michael Swan will be doing a fantastic job on the women's side. There is so much potential there for some of the other sports as well, and you don't see the love maybe given to them as much as you see for football. Because, again, I understand it's football. If football is the straw, it's stirring the drink right now, and basketball maybe is the ice. Fair to say? I don't know. But uh, we're a little behind, so we're going to take our next break. We'll come back, and uh, we'll get you closer to tip time here. Marshall taking on Middle Tennessee. We'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Coming up at 6 o'clock, we're going to count you down to Marshall and Middle Tennessee. It'll be college basketball today. For that, uh, you can sneak preview of – okay, we're not going to preview that. We got Bill Cornwell. He's we, in studio. We're going to talk other things. We don't want to give away the house. Come on. No, no. You got to tune in for that. Yeah. All right. Um, while you're you're doing what you're doing here, you talk for a second because I got to try something new that was brought to my desk today. <laughs> See this in my hand? Mountain Dew Zero. Yeah, Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. Uh, I have got it before it hits store shelves. Outstanding. Yeah, and I posted on social media, and everybody wants to know what it tastes like, so... I'm going to taste it right now. It's, it's pe- been in my fridge pe- all day. Because people who know you know that you are a major mark for Mountain Dew products. Um, Yes and no. I'm actually, I've cut down the major uh, intake of this by 10, 12 fold. Okay. I'm seriously, I've cut down. So when I hear that Mountain Dew zero sugar is a thing now. But it does uh, hit the spot at times. Well, let's find out. Yeah. Well, I mean, you drink something in moderation. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And that's basically what I've done. Good man. Good yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. Because this stuff was killing me. Yeah. Uh, and I don't mean in a, uh, you know, it hits a spot. It's like it's killing me. <laughs> All right. Here it is Mountain Dew Zero Sugar Bill. Let's Give find it. out. Give it to us. Okay. What, what is the verdict? All right. Let's find out. He's going to, he's turning up the, the bottle. He's going to give it a, give it a go. And the verdict? I think it's good, actually. It's, at first, I was sitting there going, okay, this is just a repackaged diet, <laughs> but it doesn't have like that diet aftertaste. Okay. Um, it It's closer to Mountain Dew than it is diet, I think. Okay. Good job. Good job. I would drink this. I would do this again. Credit where it's due. Yeah, Mountain Dew, zero sugar. And of course, you remember last year, I... I tweeted and talked about the fact that I had uh, probably gotten a hold of the Coca-Cola orange, mm-hmm. vanilla orange flavor before anybody else. I was getting texts, Bill. I was getting texts. I was in the store. I was shopping. I'm getting phone calls. Hey, um, where'd you find um, that Coca-Cola orange vanilla? Yeah. I had to you know, I had to go into hiding for a couple of days here. But I cannot get you any of this stuff. This was uh, given to me. This was ahead of time. Uh, I have a source. Not going to find this on store shelves until probably next week. You had a you had a, a setup. I did have a setup. Nice, yeah, you, it's, it's good to know people here. Uh, hey, how excited are you that uh, Paulo Pita making the uh, MLS? He was in the Super Draft, which I, I got educated about I'm earlier. I'm excited about that. You know it. Um, Reese Kurtner was in here earlier, and he told me a lot about this that I had not known before. And uh, we we're trying to figure out. Last time a herd player was drafted, it was uh, if if I'm not. Cor- it's been about what ten years ago? No, wasn't it uh, Daniel Withrow, 2013? Well, okay, well, the, well, the, you know, you know, the last decade. They, yeah, they, so, I mean, so it's not like the it's not the first go around. This isn't no. the first rodeo as far as Marshall getting a player drafted. But yeah, this is exciting. But there are so many good young talented players on the team, Paul. That believe me, Paulo Pete is not going to be the first Marshall player drafted in the upcoming years. Uh, this is the first of probably several. Yeah, it was it was Withrow. He made the um, he made the roster of the crew, I believe, or at least he was drafted by the crew. Yeah, he was drafted by the crews. Uh, he may have ended up maybe in San Jose with uh, the earthquakes, but um, uh, you know the the guy got you know the, because they they only go a couple of rounds, Paul. It's kind of like the NBA draft; they do not go uh, 
all day and all night. You know, <laughs> it's a it's a select group. And uh, I like it actually. Streamline it because the NFL has made the NFL draft mm-hmm. a major made-for-TV event. Yes. They're having block parties. They're shutting down city streets. I mean, what they did in Nashville last year was unbelievable. And I mean, it was quite the show. Uh, and and they did it for three days. I mean, they had that uh, uh, that uh, street, the main thoroughfare. They're rocking for three days with the draft picks. And I mean, and they they it wasn't like on. Round one day, everybody was just going nuts, and then it just died. No, it went solid for three. That's pretty cool. I like the NBA, though, what they're doing. It's a little bit more streamlined, and it doesn't take all week. No. And you can get it over with, and you're done. And here we are. Here's uh, here are the people who made uh, NHL rosters or NFL rosters or NBA rosters. You know, I, I like quickness. But, of course, uh, NFL's more spectacle. NBA seems like more streamlined. NHL – they got to work on that, Bill. They got to work on that. You you sit and watch a NHL draft? I do. I have too because uh, when the Rangers have draft picks, I want to see who they take. I, I just enjoy the process because uh, they do it old school in the NHL. It's kind of like the old days when the NFL, where you have at the NHL you have a big table. Everybody, every team has a table, and you got the coach and the GM. Sometimes you even have the owner there. Man, I don't need and that. You, and then you have all the scouts. I don't need that that are around. The table, and they're the ones. Now, now, of course, they've put their list together early, earlier. It's not like they're at the last minute. Well, who are we going to pick? Who are we going to pick? No. I don't need that though. I mean, because they come up and they take more time to tell me about why they made their pick than just tell me the who they I, picked. I just wait to see to make sure that the guy they picked, they have not only the, they always have the jersey, but they have the name on the back. That's always cool. Yeah, well, I, I think they're like putting that. those on. They're right probably, before the – they probably get the pick in and then – They are. The, they, they, the, they can go back there and just, you know – Here it is. Put it on That's there. pretty cool that they can do that. Yeah. Instead of uh, just having the generic number one draft pick jersey. Yes. That's it. That's pretty cool. So, uh, Marshall soccer is a thing now, and we've talked a lot more about that than uh, we have – It's uh, very much a thing. Yeah. Are you now a, a LAFC fan? Is that going to you know um, what? Are you, you going to jump ship from Orlando? No, well, you know, no, I don't. I, I still support Orlando, but also uh, supportive of our own FC Cincinnati. I actually attended a a match against I, the DC United back in, in the summer and really enjoyed it and planning on uh, attending more. But I, I also would like to go to another Orlando match. I've been for like four, four or six. Five straight years I've been to Orlando City matches down, and I love it down there. Right, let me ask you, if Orlando's playing LAFC and, and Pito's in goal, Paulo, Paulo is in, I mean, Paulo's in goal here. I hope I hope Paulo does well, but I'm rooting for Orlando or, or FC Cincinnati. You hope he does well, but you're not. But not, but not that well. Not that well, okay. Yeah, just that day. Other than that, I'm, a, I'm in the Paulo Pita court. You know, and, and you know, if he goes and really does make the team, I, you know, some of the local sporting goods stores need to start carrying some LAFC merchandise with his name on the back. Go for it. There you go. That's a hope. All right, we got to get settled here and get ready for basketball. We've been just uh, having a good time here on this edition of the show. We'll come back and wrap up our show here and then get you set for Marshall basketball taking on Middle Tennessee. We'll talk more about that. When we continue, it all begins at 6, but stay tuned. More Drive on the Way here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive with Paul Swan. 
Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows. Paul's the best. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM. Mike Hamrick's my guy. I just want to say that right now. Mike's my guy. Welcome back to The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Paul Swan, your host for just a few more minutes. And then we've got coming up top of the hour, we've got college basketball today. That's right. We're going to preview Marshall's matchup with Middle Tennessee. Also take a look at what's happening at Conference USA. And we'll get you set for tip-off coming up tonight. It's going to be a 7.30 tip 6.30 6.30 Central Time, this game being played at Middle Tennessee. So early for them, later for us. Either way, it could have been later, and we've got it for you right here. So uh, and don't forget, after the game, stay tuned. We'll have college basketball wrap-up. We'll, we'll recap the game and uh, take a look at what's happening in college basketball, all the games in Conference USA, several games to tell you about tonight in Conference USA as uh, we're in that part of the schedule now where, for the most part, Every schedule is going to be, for the most part, again, there will be an exception here or there, Thursday, Saturday. Louisiana Tech, UTSA, that's going to be underway before Marshall tips FIU, North Texas, Western Kentucky, UAB. That'll be Marshall's next opponent, UAB. Southern Miss at UTEP, Florida Atlantic at Rice. That'll be your weekend. I'm sorry, that'll be your Thursday lineup. Your weekend lineup is FIU Rice, Southern Miss, UTSA, Old Dominion, Charlotte, Florida Atlantic, North Texas, WKU at Middle Tennessee, Louisiana Tech at UTEP. So busy weekend ahead in Conference USA. It all starts tonight. We'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And, of course, that game also can be heard on 93.7 The Dog. And don't forget, if you – are going to watch it tonight. If you can't watch it, you can listen to it here. If you can't pull up a video feed and you're going to be out and away from your radio, we've got the audio feed for you. You can go to several places. You can go to our website at wrvc.com. You can stream it there. You can also listen to us on TuneIn. You can stream the game there through our radio station. And, of course, you can download our app. That's at wrvc.com, wherever you need to go. Start at WRVC.com if you want to listen to the game tonight. If you can't watch it, it's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. So we'll be watching the Herd game and, of course, listening to the voice of the Herd, Steve Cotton, while that goes on. I love it. I know there, again, we've talked about it. I love the ESPN+. Plus. I feel like a, I feel like I'm a salesperson for them. I need to actually give them a call and say, look, I, I've sort of been like an evangelist for ESPN+. Plus. Uh, can you guys cut me a, a subscription deal here? I mean, four ninety nine. That that's pretty expensive, right? No, not expensive at all. It's pretty good though. Great service, and um, I tell you what, I probably have seen more herd games on the road now that Conference USA is doing ESPN Plus a little bit more than I have in the past. That's a plus for me as far as doing this job a little bit better and being able to watch it. And I'm sure it's a plus for you because you can pull it up on demand wherever you're at. I mean, that's the cool thing though about it. Really is. I mean, if you can't get your TV at home, you want to keep an eye on it, you can listen to us. Of course, you can watch it on your phone and you don't miss it. It's a little bit better on Facebook. It's easier to navigate, I think. I mean, you can still navigate it on Facebook on your phone, but it's just easier for me to navigate and just have it right there. So we'll be watching the game, of course, in here in the studio, listening to the herd through the voice of the herd, Steve Cotton, and it all begins. Coming up, tip-off set for 7.30 right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9.30. I'll give you a couple of quick factoids. 
for those of you sticking around, I'll give you a couple of quick factoids. Um, here's one. Again, I'm trying to save all my good material here. Um, Jared West has played more minutes this season than any other player in Conference USA. You didn't know that, did you? Yeah. He's been out there playing more minutes than anybody in Conference USA. So he's the guy you got to keep an eye out for if you're Middle Tennessee. And um, Iron Bennett, he's almost averaging six rebounds. This Things you're going to find out tonight when we switch over to basketball coverage, and we're going to do that here in just a minute or so. And don't forget, if you miss any part of today's program, you can go back and catch it on our podcast. The feed's going to come up a little bit later for those of you listening live, for those of you listening on the podcast. Hey, you downloaded it, you know you got it. All right, we're going to switch over to basketball coverage for Reese Kirtner, for Bill Cornwell. I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for listening to today's edition of The Drive. Flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.